0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Control Podcast. Um can't believe it. I'm on episode five now. And if you've been listening, thank you again so much. Hope you guys enjoyed that last week episode with my roommate Chris. Uh, we really dove into like Godzilla Minus One and, you know, our love for like horror and then, you know, uh, action films really. So um really great episode and and I'm really happy that I got to do that with him. Um, I know that he feels really passionate about movies and he shares that with me. So that was fun, and you should look forward to seeing a lot more of him in future episodes but what I wanted to kind of just start off with today what I caught myself these past couple weeks was catching up with like some new movies and I, I tend to re-watch movies like the John Wick trilogy or well there's four movies but the trilogy is on Netflix so I already re those but you know usually I just love action films and this kind of segues into why I re them and there will be you know TikToks and podcast episodes talking about John Wick in the future but what I wanted to jump into is that sometimes you find yourself just watching some shows or some movies that are comfortable. I would say that one show that I always tend to rewatch is New Girl. I always rewatch Scrubs that is by far my favorite show and that 70 show. Uh so those are just a couple shows that come to mind and I, that just actually dawned on me that I want to start talking more about shows as I have only focused on films recently. So, you know, we'll see more more about what I talk about for recent shows because I have seen some pretty great ones popping up on Netflix and some that have been winning awards so and then also that new true detective show that's gone that's on HBO max or I guess you call it max now uh, with Jodie Foster so definitely a lot of stuff out there but what i wanted to circle back to was that i noticed i believe like two weeks ago i watched a couple movies that were really related to more on the dramatic side more emotionally driven i'm um, not sure why i wasn't like feeling sad or anything like that but i know i think it's good to sometimes tap into that emotional side to you know see if we are feeling anything if you know sometimes we tend to just kind of repress what we're doing and or sometimes we're overwhelmed with work we're overwhelmed with just the day-to-day um but we don't necessarily have to have a reaction like we don't necessarily have to get upset or we have to cry or anything like that but sometimes i think this is what's the beautiful thing about film is that it is a great segue to let that out so i mean the first movie that comes to mind is good grief that i recently watched on netflix it just came out at the beginning of this year um dan levy or dan levy yeah dan levy is the one who directed wrote it and starred in it and uh, this movie really dove into, well, kind of in the title, Good Grief, um, grieving. Uh, so I guess just a spoiler ahead of time, this movie really dives into this man who's, you know, he's in love. He's enamored with his uh, husband, who's this successful, I believe, film star uh, or he's just a successful man. That I, I guess they have an open relationship, but he feels like he's really into this relationship that this man really hunkered down because he truly loves them. So the unfortunate reality is that his husband gets killed or dies in an accident um and so he has to cope with grieving on that behalf and so he goes out through a year trying to uh come to accepting what happened and he's struggling and his friends are trying to help him but they're also getting irritated and it starts really folding over showing that the friends themselves couldn't really help him grieve because they were dealing with their own issues too one character she was just so irritating but i think she was irritating first off her acting was great but also irritating because you know she's kind of run away from her problem and it's just it drives you crazy throughout the movie but you understand what's going on but kind of circling back to the main character this movie really starts showing you that he starts discovering more about his husband than he actually knew or anticipated that was more heartbreaking like getting cheated on and such uh so they go to paris to he goes to kind of more investigate what happened but he takes his friends as a so-called uh vacation trip to get you know help him with the grieving stuff and it really starts helping him kind of discover on how to accept this stuff in paris how to he meets the guy's boyfriend he meets um finds this like luxury apartment that he didn't know existed so you can see this this movie is really unfolding constantly and constantly and it's a little funny because they're keeping it a little bit light but the premise of this movie i feel was so great was it was tapping into this emotional side of there's no proper way to grieve and it's hard to figure that out and even with your friends even with everybody it's it just takes time and and you have to seek and rediscover who you are in those moments you know i i cannot relate to losing a significant other i have lost family over the years i have lost friends and you know grieving for some was harder than others but i know that grieving just is something to take a time to reflect on yourself at least that's my perspective I believe that was what really painted well at the end of that movie. I would say the movie at the ending might not be satisfying for some people. I feel like it might fall flat for some. But I think I understood the message that was trying to be conveyed. And it was pretty good. I think... I think this is one of those movies that you go into with an open mind um, if you're feeling emotionally open and learning a bit about just self-reflection, understanding, you know, what's going on in my life, what recently happened. And we tend to do it when bad things happen because we want to evaluate ourselves, but it's good to sit down and really think about what's going on. Think about how we're feeling and why we're feeling that, right? So... Good Grief is just a movie I believe you can check out. You can actually check out the uh, the TikTok I'll be posting. It's already been posted, but it's on my TikTok page for Beyond the Control podcast that I'll be adding to the link. Uh, so you can check those out. So that's just the first movie that is our first movie so i decide let's double down (laughs) and doubling down is like oh let's let's just dive into the sad stuff why not if you guys have not known or noticed anything on my instagram or anything i am so into the emo scene um or what they call people who were just from the beginning elder emos now yes that's me i still listen to a lot of emo music that is my thing understanding like the sad side and i think it's also just kind of getting to know who i am i'm more of an empathetic emotionally open person right i like tapping into this i think it's such a fantastic thing to know that side about you and be open about it because you constantly learn things about yourself and then about others on how to approach them you know empathy is hard empathy is hard to live with because sometimes you want to be open and you you will meet people who are not as open willingly uh, or just not open in general and it's hard to understand that or sometimes you know if you're a nice person you're being empathetic some people could take advantage of that i regress you know even if sometimes it's difficult i i really latched onto it i love that about my personality it took me a while to love me with that personality but here i am elder emo happy and proud and now diving into another sad movie in no sense it's sad it's a drama it's a romance um This one came out last year and it's called Past Lives. So I know some people already seen it, this movie had been out for majority of the year, but I wanted to dive into what it was. So this movie, just giving you a synopsis from what I saw on IMDB, it talks about Nora and Hae Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends who are rested apart from Nora's family, immigrants from South Korea. Uh, 20 years later, they reunite. There's more to the synopsis, but I don't want to rob too much details of the movie, but, I mean, what I what I took from this movie is that, in the beginning, they are friends in South Korea. They are growing up together. They're much more than friends and kind of borderline in love. Um, maybe childhood love. That's one way to see it. But, Nora is immigrating to the United States. And, and they explain the reason why on her ambitions. And she is a very ambitious person. And it was difficult for the both of them on the separation. So, they you know naturally with people moving sometimes you lose contact so they lose contact for i would say 12 years the character the main guy he looks for her this whole time while she's in college she's in new york and stuff and they reconnect and and it kind of brings up the past it brings up the pains from moving away and how important they were to each other reminiscing they're spending time together uh you can kind of see a reignition of that love they had as child as child's uh, now in adult form like that was almost true love of, in a sense kind of like um a soulmate in a sense right so kind of diving into it it does get difficult because uh, nor the, ch- the female character had to turn him away turn this guy away because she did not want to stop her ambitions to achieving her like life goal i believe it was to be a writer and it, it's difficult because you see the male character Kind of break down internally. I would say because he was looking for her for over twelve years, and then he finally found her, and then she's saying goodbye again. And you can tell he is suffering. He's suffering this internal struggle because he never wanted her to leave. And you can see she's suffering too because she she is the one that keeps saying goodbye, and you can tell she doesn't want to. I'm telling you at this point in the movie, and I'm not even doing it justice. That the, the way they speak to each other, the way they're getting to know each other, the way they look at each other. This is one of those movies that. You visually want to see their their reactions on how they see each other, glare that these characters give one another. It it's explains so much on how this movie really taps into it. And and that's where you get driven into it. You you're driven into these two characters. And so by this point, if you're not invested in the movie, I think, you know, maybe it might not be the movie for you, or it might not be something you want to watch in the moment. But I'm saying the second half of this movie just gets more and more invested. There are moments where you feel kind of awkward, even yourself, because of what the situation's happening. Um, I mean, they fast forward again another couple of years. I think it was ten or twelve more, or but I know it's fast forward where they stopped talking. You can tell like a little snippet of the guy's life. Uh, he went from Korea to China for what he was studying. I believe it was engineering. And he met a girl and they hit it off. But they don't really elaborate too much on that. And then they show uh, the female character. She joins a uh, residency, I believe, for her writing class. And so it's just to really help her get more into the writing. And she meets another writer. They also hit it off. And then they end up falling in love and they get married. Um, you can tell there's still kind of like a struggle there. that they, they got married, but she's happy with what her choices were. Uh, so it fast forwards a couple years years and the guy is hanging out with his friends back in Korea he's still living with his family and he's he's saying that he's going to take a vacation trip to New York for a week and all their friends are teasing him like you're going to go see her I don't know why you're going to see her she's married and everything so you know in some perspective that door is closed but there is a reason why he's going there and you know that draws your curiosity it's like why are you going over there like it's in a sense you kind of thinking it's over you know, you know that that love you had for that that person you had it's it's gone in a sense so that's so easy to think that way and so it always keeps flipping between the characters and the girl's like oh yeah he's coming to visit the husband clearly uncomfortable with it but because you know there is kind of that thread like this is a childhood sweetheart so you're kind of feeling conflicted because you're like thinking about if i was a husband i'd be uncomfortable too for a bit just because this is not just anybody but also also, they haven't talked in years, so you you don't want your wife to feel comfortable. And, you know, if you put yourself in the situation of any significant other, you want them to be happy, but you want them to be comfortable. Then there's also you have to put yourself first, too, sometimes. So that's just the husband's side of things, and you can interpret it in so many ways. Uh, and I got to tell you, in the movie, that third act of the movie, you're just like, man... This fucking sucks to be the husband, because this is just weird as hell. But um, you know, you you fast forward to or flipping scripts a little bit to the female character. She is open she's happy to see her friend again but she knows there's unresolved stuff and she's kind of already prepared that this guy is going to be saying some things that she needs to kind of close that door officially right but you kind of see in her face like she's conflicted because she still is remembering korea she's still remembering remembering um him constantly and he even talks about her like she still sounds like she loves him and she still sounds like there's love for what her past life hence the name i believe is is there and then we flip back to the guy and the guy i realized and i think it's a little obvious after but i think i was just trying to see what was really unfolding the man needed closure and he needed to let his emotions known i think it's a great representation that a lot of times either culturally or just for some men in general they don't feel comfortable opening up who they are maybe it's fear of Being emotionally open, and maybe it's fear of being judged, might be a cultural thing too. There's so many aspects of this movie that makes you wonder and makes you think throughout of it. But you can tell, like, he starts emotionally opening up to her. He starts really divulging to her how he felt and what could have been a lot of what ifs, right? And it's actually impressive because most, like, if you think in real life, that person on the receiving end, hearing, like, oh, I loved you my whole life and everything, you're married. You can become defensive. This girl never does that. She she calms that storm. She talks them. She shares what she felt. But you can tell there's still something missing in between all of that. And you can't help in this third act from watching everything unfold. I believe if you watch this movie, you will want to pick a side. There is a temptation to pick a side. You want to be on the guy's side. You want to be on the girl's side. Who are you pissed at? Who are you supporting, right? I'm telling you, take that mindset away from this movie. Try to think of both sides the best you can. You will side with one of them, I think, at some point, unless you, you're able to keep that neutral. But I think the best experience just watching these movies, I I came from a neutral place i had no idea what this movie was going to tell and i i took that time to understand like what this guy and this woman was are dealing with and and i would just highlight before the ending of what i want to highlight for this movie is that you can just tell from from their faces from how everything's unfolding that there is still that childhood love that childhood love they never got to see unfold that they never really got to say a proper goodbye because it happened so suddenly and now they're all, they're both adults they're in their current new lives and she even paints it as saying like that is the past me that is the one you love and you're still allowed to love her but this is who i am now and this is who you have to see i'm not even doing it justice of what she says in that movie but she says it and it's so incredibly powerful that i just sat there like damn she was if you like people being real that was as real as you can be but still being nice about it and then also the guy just being accepting like yeah i know he said pretty much like, I know who you were before and you were someone who left. And it sounded so sad the way he said it, but also he's like, but who you are now with your husband, you are the one that stays. And it felt a little judgmental, but also it's just, he was really highlighting what happened. And so there's like an understanding. You can still see there's just discomfort. And this guy's, he's getting his closure but he's not obviously getting the answer he wish he got but he's finally coming to accept it i gotta tell you the best part of this movie and i think it's kind of predictable but yet from everything that folds in the middle of this movie it makes it so strong so kind of backtracking to the beginning of this movie when they're when she's about to leave to to the united states they're leaving school he's quiet as a mouse like he will not say anything you can tell he's struggling and she's just staring at him walking him because she wants to say something too but what do you say you're about to leave the country and you never know if you're even going to come back and he just like they go a whole different path like she's going up one path street and then he's going a whole other path and he they stop like right at the intersection and he looks at her, looks at her and he says hey and he just they just make eye contact there's like a pause and he goes bye and that's the last thing he says to her before she goes to korea i mean goes to the united states excuse me and you're you think i was like damn that's you couldn't say anything else and then you, you fast forward to the ending of this movie they're walking she's walking him down the street to to get his uber which is just a reminder that how different things are because you know you think of old movies you're getting in a cab you're calling a taxi to go to to the airport but yeah uber and they're kind of walking quietly and then he turns he's like you know what if this has happened and this happened like the last thing he was saying and she's like that's a what if this is what now is and she just stands there staring at him just you know and they both kind of just accept it and one of them says hey and they look at each other, and then the guy just pretty much gets in the car. And I could be a little wrong on the, any of that, but he really just gets in the car and is leaving. That's his, in a way, his final goodbye. Like this is this this chapter of who we are is done. We no longer have to hate me if you want re say the name. We never we don't have to continue to relive this past life and so he drives off into the sunset in a way but no yeah he drives off back to the airport and you see her walking back slowly to her apartment and then she just breaks down and if that doesn't hit you by the end of the movie i don't know what will you can tell that she was battling this pain for a long time maybe a sense of regret maybe a sense of guilt of pain and i feel like it goes deeper and and i think this is what i really want you guys to take from this movie is that you can watch it on a surface level of two people struggling with what once was and to what they've become and then just you know regret struggle acceptance but also, I think it's deeper that it's not just him, but she's also saying bye to what her childhood was. Bye to when she was Korean in Korea and in her new life as an immigrant, as a new person in the United States, right? And so when I thought about this and I was just sitting there, I was like, wow, this was a fantastic movie, but I feel fucking sad. Like, I, I literally went to sleep right after, like, I don't, how do you sleep after that? I feel bummed out. But I sat on it for the rest of the week and I was like, wow, this is one of those movies that you you find one or two like that every year that keep you thinking, but keep you engaged because you want to know what happened and you want to know why it happened. And you just keep and I, it's one I don't think you need a rewatch, but I think you will at some point just to kind of see what it's like again, see different perspectives. I gave it a re- I, I'm giving it a review. I'm, I got to say for this movie, for me, it's like a nine and a half out of 10. Like it was near perfect and and I think maybe it's just part of where I do have a bias I love dramas I like emotional films and this was just on the nose perfect to me so I do recommend it check it out I did rent it i think it might go on streaming services but renting is actually pretty cheap it was only like three four dollars on amazon so it's worth it honestly maybe make a movie night of it definitely prepare yourself If you're feeling emotionally open you'll enjoy it but you might you might shed a tear i'm not gonna lie and for those of you who are kind of like hesitant i say give it a shot i say something fantastic about movies and kind of circling back to what i said at the beginning movies are so nice to really tap in who we are and tap into sides sometimes we tend to not check in on emotionally and these movies can really bring that to what we may feel whether we relate to the subject in the movie or not right so check out this movie i highly recommend it but now on a more positive note i want to end this with a movie i found that was really fun because i needed kind of like a palate cleanse i needed to boost my mood again and so this next movie i'm so fucking happy i watched it so i went on the 12th or last friday to watch the beekeeper with jason statham uh, I went to watch it with my previous roommate. We were both just drained from the week, from working, you know, irritating situations at work. And just, we were, I just messaged him. I was like, let's just watch something chill. It doesn't have to be an Oscar movie or anything. I was like, the beekeeper looks like something that would be funny. It looks like something that would be dumb. Uh, a good way to decompress, right? It's an action film with Jason Statham. And if any Jason Statham movie you've watched, you know, it's the same shit. He's kicking ass. He's a badass in every movie, but ten, uh, typically, but typically the, the plot is never too strong, nothing in that sense. But you're not really there for the plot, are you? You're there to see Jason Statham do some hit some really cheesy one liners like Sylvester Stallone used to do in his movies in the 80s and 90s. You're there to watch him kick ass and just do some impressive shit with his martial arts and some cheesy over the top ending, right? So, this movie would dive into it. We get set up, we get a soda, he gets his, his uh, candy, we're ready to watch this movie. I have no words. To how surprised and wrong I was. I thought this was gonna be a dumb movie. I thought it was gonna be silly. I'm not gonna lie to you. There is silly moments, there are things that feel so excessive that you won't happen to not laugh. Uh, and then the premise of the movie it really starts off with this beekeeper who actually he is actually a beekeeper, so that caught me off guard. I thought it was just a nickname, but they kept referencing it too. So you have knee slapper, you know, like, oh he said beekeeper, and it's cheesy. They had like nicknames like the hive and stuff. Uh, we were like making a joke of it, but it starts starts off with just a character suffering from efficiency and I, i'm telling you right now these are some spoilers nothing you can't read on a synopsis and i this is one i don't want to spoil i think you guys need to watch it because it's just so fun but unfortunately someone he cared about for jason statham uh falls for a phishing scam that ends up leading to her death or suicide actually so this man is not having that shit telling you that right now he is not having that shit so he hunts down this phishing scam you start realizing oh this guy has connections you kind of get an idea from just trailers and stuff but he's like oh this guy cia possibly or something he has connections so he hunts down these people that people couldn't find apparently for like 10 years and totally burns down the building kicks their ass all this stuff and it's. It's funny because you're like here you say some shit he starts beating shit out of people who are just on like try to do like you know those spam calls that like, we all fucking hate that says spam risk when you open your phone or you just see some number and they're like hey sees like you need a new loan for your home it's like dude i don't own a home do you see the climate of this fucking world how would i own a home and it's just you hate those calls or some shit just like oh you want solar panels like no dude i don't have a home but they see keep calling you back right so he beats the shit out of these people you're kind of satisfied at that point too because part of it you feel bad because this person just has a job but also it's like you know what kind of job you applied for so now you're kind of invested you're saying like oh yeah i'm rooting for this guy i want him to kick ass and he starts doing some excessive shit i'm like i don't think anyone really needs to die here and then so the fbi gets involved and happens that the fbi agent that's in lead of the the case is the daughter of the woman that committed suicide and you're like oh shit now there's an emotional investment and i gotta tell you the acting at this point it's very average the only what i did like was the villain was josh hutchinson if you don't know who that is it's Peta from hunger games awesome he was the most cringy but funny villain you can get i loved every second of them because i did not expect they were gonna do that i shouldn't be surprised to be honest with you but man this movie goes on this journey of this excessive crazy action and and unfolding what a beekeeper is and everything up until the ending and you know these action films are the same in a sense like always starts off with just like this building with a couple of bad guys and always leads up to some something except like oh the president's involved or the secretary of state or or the dean or or well the dean would be like a school i don't fucking know but it's always something like super higher up so they get to that point in the movie but i'm telling you it was not bad it was one of the funniest action films i've seen in a while but it's it's funny because it's so perfectly done for what you think it's gonna be cheesy and you also actually like the movie and the plot is simple it's not overdone but you're there for the action so this is a this is a palate clans. if you're not an action film person i don't think you'll like it i'll be completely honest but if you're somebody who like like the movie equalizer with denzel washington if you like that movie nobody with the guy from um i can't think of his name right now but from better call saul or you know breaking bad if you like john wick go watch this movie Because this movie, you would think at this point with action films, they've done everything. Not true. They introduced some new shit in this movie that I could not stop laughing or being like surprised. And it's bloody. It's intense. So you're just, all right, there's no filter. Fuck it. Let's go into this movie. I got to give this movie. Like, I thought this movie was like a six and a half out of 10. And I checked Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I don't know. And then I I thought about it now giving it a week. No, 100% this movie easy seven and a half to eight out of ten kind of switches back and forth i think it just comes down to do you like action films and do you like jason statham if you like those two you're gonna fucking love this movie if you're iffy about those two give it a shot make it a night hang out with some friends or your significant other and then obviously if you don't like action films you don't have to watch it so these are the movies i've caught up i think are so great i think what i want you to leave from this episode from the two type or three movies that i talked about two of them being more on the emotional side that a reminder how fantastic movies are that we can have fun and decompress but also they help us tap into who we are internally whether it's on the sad side or angry side and sometimes it helps us cope with what we're feeling in the moment and it take, helps us take a break from our own problems to see those kind of problems on screen and just understand oh this is how they cope this is how they approached it how would i approach it and it helps like with self reflection but also you know i understand that maybe you we have our own problems and you don't want to watch movies that just talk about more problems right so that's why the beekeeper is why i introduced that movie as kind of like the palate cleanse like i said it's just one of those movies where uh, sometimes you need to forget what's going on in the day you know if you get yelled at at your job you don't want to think about someone getting yelled at in a movie sometimes you just want to see that person get their ass kicked and in the movie or the villain and it's fun to do that you know my reminder to you guys go watch your movies with your friends Go watch some movies you know you both will like. Sometimes you just got to sit back, have your snacks, your popcorn, your soda. By the way, I'm a weirdo, so I don't eat snacks during movies. I want to just zone in. Only thing I'll have is a soda, so judge me as you will. Set that scene up for yourself. Whether it's at home now that we have a lot of streaming services and we can relax. um, And also, snacks are a lot fucking cheaper. But also, this is my... Last notice, like go back to movie theaters, it's still an experience. Yeah, it's freaking expensive sometimes, but find the ones with recliners, they're movie theaters with beer now and stuff that you can have a beer watching the movie. There's a lot of opportunities to really dive into this. I hope you enjoyed this short episode for this week. I do look forward to giving you guys more. You know, like and share the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Music. Uh, leave a rating if you could. Um, RSS feed it's all the links are found on my Instagram. I will be posting more TikToks for you guys, uh, just to get some more movies. But I hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend and future goals and anything you're doing i just want to wish the best luck to you guys uh with everything okay tune into these movies please i recommend it if there's any movie i take away from this list it's gonna be past lives i think it's a game changer for you guys so take care thanks for tuning in